Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Donald Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Lance. I am the producer and host over at the Night Nerd and the Night Nerd Network. You can find us anywhere out there by just looking for the Night Nerd. We're a daily podcast. Uh, lots of shows. We did Minute by Minute of the Avengers, which is how I got on here. And yeah, I'm really, really honored to be back. Hell yeah. Uh, so tell us, since uh, since last time, uh, how's your relationship with Donna Justice been or changed? Uh, well, um, just I guess a quick recap for everyone out there in internet land. When I was here for the Man of Steel minute, I, I think I kind of threw a curveball at the very end expressing my lack of love, I guess is the nicest way to say it, for the Snyderverse. Uh, Don and Justice, I saw twice in theaters, you know, because Ben Affleck's my boy. I love him. He's awesome. Movie, okay. Uh, in preparation for this, I watched the ultimate cut or extended cut, whatever you want to call it, for the first time. And, oh my gosh, there's a whole new character. Like, Clark Kent is in this movie now. <laughs> it just blew me away. It's it's a better movie. Um, I'll, I'll give it that, that versus the theatrical cut for sure um i still have a few problems with it but it's building it definitely patched over some of the things and made me less hateful i guess toward the dc extended universe oh that's great oh <laughs> you're so touched i mean the, the key word is less hateful right yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's a good outlook. Um, I mean, Nate and I also can agree that there are some flaws in the film. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, it's not a perfect film, but you know, we it's. I think the ultimate cut is pretty spectacular. You're um, not wrong about the Clark Kent thing, man. <laughs> Been saying it all along. Yeah, I, I mean, the the ultimate cut is really good. Um, you know, I mentioned Ben Affleck. I have I have an autographed Ben Affleck picture in my studio so that's a little he could read the phone book and i would be okay with it so that that helped a lot um but really all the characters in this movie with the exception of the riddler i'm sorry lex luther <laughs> <laughs> i uh, i really enjoyed and it, yes it was a lot better than i thought it was going to be going in so I, and after wonder woman i'm really hyped for justice league Hell yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, shall we get down to it? Yeah. Uh, sh- yeah, yeah yes. Because we're going to be talking a lot about Ben Affleck, so we might as well. That's good. I, uh, uh, gosh, I'm like stammering over here. I would would pay money to listen to Ben Affleck read the phone book. I just want to put that out there as well. Like, that's you, that's that's correct. <laughs> Welcome back to Ben Affleck reads reads the phone book minute. Um, that's Today we're it. going A through A D. <laughs> oh my god! Would it be the jerk book or the L A phone book? I mean, or like a phone book from Israel? Where what what phone book would he read? Just random question for you guys. 
the Boston phone book? The bo- what? The what? Because <laughs> isn't that where he's from? Yeah, Boston. The Boston. He'd have to read yeah, with yeah. the accent. Yeah, if you do it in the accent, but then like where you should read like just like really. Did he have that accent growing up, and he got rid of it? Mm-hmm. That or he had the accent. He still has the accent. Does he? Wait a minute. What? Does he have? <laughs> Batman with a Boston accent. Like, all right, Joker, look out. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon still has the accent, right? A lot more than Ben does. Yeah. I'm now. Now I'm just. Does that mean like their public speaking voice is just like a, a voice they put on? I. Uh, yeah. This is what actors do. This is blowing my mind. I totally guys. forgot he had an accent, and now I'm like thinking about this film. Going, did he put on an accent for this film? Like, is his is his American accent fixed in this film, or is it just him talking? It's funny you guys say that because uh, in minute forty nine, I actually have some notes about his tone and accent and things. So. Yeah, maybe we should probably. Say the, that. Yeah, we'll get there. God. Um. But yeah, then let's just jump right into it. So. Minute 46 starts with Alfred calling out Bruce on his alcohol abuse. And uh, then the minute ends with Batman staring at his suit. Um, this is a, that's a deep accusation, Mark. Deep accusation? Yeah. Why is it an accusation? Alcohol abuse. Oh, uh, is it? Is it an accusation or is it hey like man, true? Maybe he just likes to have a good time. Um. Well, he did have a good time, apparently. Yeah, clearly. So. Yeah. But Come on, instead man. of being Batman, he just went out on a rager. He just went on Harsh's Mellow, Braj. Yeah, well, he should be, you know, we talked about this the other day. Where it's like, as a superhero, you always like, and I guess we never really think about it, but it's like you pick and choose when you want to fight crime, which is like the most <laughs> messed up part. Like Even Superman does that. Superman goes home. And it's like, you know what? From 6 p.m. to 9 o'clock in the morning the next day, I think I might just stay home. Did we have that on recording where I was saying that, like, I always thought the weird part of the Justice League was that in, like, the cartoon. Yeah, they you used, said it was... Was that on recording? It's it weird last that week. they used that shifts. They had shifts. Yeah, it's just so odd. I mean, I think time management is, is a superpower that I don't have. So, <laughs> you know, if they can determine when they're going to save the city and when they're going to go booze it up, I guess. Yeah. And they have every right to, right? Like, yeah. it's not on us, or it's... How do you say it? They shouldn't be blamed for when they want to take time off, right? I guess they're just like super patrol cops, but like like if there's like a, 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 a big old emergency where like it's like all Justice League members report now, maybe those don't happen too often. And we just think they happen really often because it's like every episode. But there's no Justice League yet, so there's no one keeping them in line. I'm just talking about the computer, or the computer, <laughs> the cartoon. Well, what if that happened? Like, they have an all-Justice League meeting, and Batman's, you know, four bottles of wine in, and shows up. I I don't think that would... I want to see that. Again, I would pay money to see drunk Ben Affleck. <laughs> like, I gotta put this phone book down. They need me. Can't read it anymore. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> good. One thing like these... I thought was neat about this is um, Alfred's not. I mean, he's drinking tea, and I, I know it's Bruce, but I'm I'm gonna call him Ben. That's just we're close like that, so he's he's Ben. <laughs> you keep saying that. I'm starting to question it. Um, you know, he 
has his glass of wine there. It's obviously early to mid morning, uh, like for us. I, but again, you know, Batman time. You know, this may be his five o'clock. He stayed up all night fighting crime, and now he's winding down at the end of a day with a nice glass of wine or something. So you know, it may not be day drinking, early morning drinking for him. It may be the end of the shift drinking. I, I don't know. Yeah, I he's mean, got a point. What we talked about last week was that like this was a night where he should have been out being Batman, but instead he just you know had the day off. So it's like I don't know. It's like. I don't know. I keep going back to it. Just the, the more I think about it, the more it's like upsetting. But that's the point. I think the argument is like, hey man, they got lives too. Yeah, but this is different. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Maybe it's not. Maybe different. that's why superheroes can't exist. Because they're not allowed to. Because they they wouldn't be able to have just a normal life. But that's why he got that nightmare. It's that's like what, celebrities. Well, that was my theory. Whoa. What. It's like celebrities, like really famous celebrities. It seems like it's really hard for them to just have a normal life without, you know, paparazzo everywhere. Yeah. So imagine Mark Millar and Frank Quietly do it called Jupiter's Legacy. And yeah. that's essentially what it is, is these superheroes are followed around by the paparazzi all the time. And they're like, well, why are you at this club instead of it- over in country A saving the day? And it's... I know people should pick it up. It's a really good book. <laughs> I didn't write I it, but I'll plug it. Um, <laughs> I, I do think it's funny. You know, we, we talked about Ben and his his inflection and stuff. When Alfred makes the comment of if there is a next generation, that he almost has a smirk as he's handing the tea. Like almost doesn't quite roll his eyes, but a you know, all right, that's your joke, old man. Here's your tea. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I know you want me to go on dates and things. And uh, yeah. I, I thought, going back to what you said a second ago, it really humanizes him. It's not stern, because uh, that's something I feel like Bale did in his Batman was always be, you know, he was always serious. And this was showing kind of a, not I guess a peek behind the cow, if you would, of he's still Batman, but he's, also Bruce Wayne, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, something that I don't know if you guys have hit on a whole lot, but that's always been kind of the thing is Clark Kent, like Cal l is who he is and he pretends to be Clark Kent and Batman is who he really is and he pretends to be Bruce Wayne. And mm-hmm. in this minute, as they're talking about Bruce Wayne did this, Bruce Wayne did that, it it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but then it's also like they're talking about him as a separate person. Like, you know, Bruce Wayne is just this guy. He, he, you could almost argue that they may would be saying uh, Matches Malone or, or somebody was out there doing yeah. this. And I think that's really interesting uh, to show that where Superman, you know, wants to be more human, it's Batman wants to be less human almost, but does have snippets and i think these next few minutes we really see a lot of the human side of uh, bruce wayne yeah i've always been a real firm believer that um you know especially in in the in movies you know on screen and everything actor portrayals of the character it's nothing has really seemed to hit until in my opinion until ben affleck's batman he 
for some reason it clicked with him that there's a separation between Bruce and Batman and that you really have to be playing Batman. But then when you are Bruce, it's a completely different job. It's just, you know, we'll see it, I think, in uh, maybe tomorrow's minute um, where, like, you know, he's just, like, where he's in the Batcave. Yeah, where he's in the Batcave. And, like, that's just what he's supposed to be always. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, books you can tell, like, you know, you can see the separation of of Batman and Bruce kind of s- somewhat better because it's, you know, you're actually feeling like you're reading about a Batman book on screen. You're actually looking at the actor. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell the difference. I was never a really big fan of Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. I don't really like it. The only mm-hmm. part that I really feel like he did a good job was in Begins, <clears throat> excuse me, was in Begins when they were in the hotel and he was like, you know, put the tables together. Oh, no, that was in Dark Knight where he was like, oh, I I, I want to buy the restaurant or whatever. You know, he was in the pool and with the girls on his side and walking out in the fancy car right before he sees Rachel Dawes. Once he sees Rachel Dawes, like the whole Bruce Wayne act went out the window but I felt like you only get it in that really little moment. I I I don't want to compare too much between the two. Uh, yeah, that's because true. I do like both. Like I just I, was ranting, just, Mark. They both just they both exist, uh, and I am okay with that. They have their own um, style. Now there are other people who portrayed Batman that I might not agree with, but I think Bale did great, and I think Affleck does great as well. Um, but I think what sets them apart is in fact this relationship with their Alfred. Oh, for sure. This one is the, the, the banter between them. Like, it's like a annoyed couple. Yeah. It's like they joke on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all very passive aggressive constantly. It's envious. Envious. Like, don't, aren't you envy of their relationship? Don't you want to have like a... Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely Don't magnetic. you want an Alfred and don't you want that relationship? I mean, I don't, I don't think I say a nice thing to you at all, ever, so. <laughs> Alfred's always been, like, the dad figure, you know, even in a lot of the comics, and seeing him as the buddy, you know, like the big brother, almost, yeah. type figure is uh, is really neat. Um, but the distinction, you know, of the Bruce Wayne distinction, the that's something that, love him or hate him, the old... The, the 90s Batmans, you know, I thought George Clooney was a great Bruce Wayne, but a horrible Batman. Val Kilmer was a horrible Bruce Wayne, but a good Batman. Um, and that's something that, you know, I really think Ben Affleck, and it's one of the things I, I will speak to this movie, one of its strengths, like we keep saying, is he is a good Batman and he's a good Bruce Wayne, which is something mm-hmm. we haven't really seen outside of Kevin Conroy, you know, uh, ever I agree with that. I, I I agree with the Val Kilmer and George Clooney bit because, yeah, I do agree with that. Isn't it weird how, like, a lot of the time, and I don't know if it was just Warner Brothers' secret weapon or whatever, mm-hmm. but we attribute, like, the character of, like, Batman and Superman, like, so easily in our minds to Kevin Conroy and, and Tim Daly, and it's just like, how did that happen? time drilled into us right yeah i think it just takes time well i think with Kevin uh, conroy i mean on top of time it's just caliber you know if somebody yeah. does something really well 
I mean, that's that's why you remember uh, Picasso and Da Vinci, and you don't know George who does paintings in the alley. I mean, you know, it's if if somebody. <laughs> oh, you don't know George? No, I, actually, I have a George original up here. It's uh, <laughs> no way. I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I'll send one to you. I, I think I got a few crumpled up, but yeah. Well, normally you need like the caliber to keep going. Yeah, in true. time, but sometimes it's not true. Like, uh, they still have Jason O'Mara doing Batman in the animated stuff, right? Or did they finally like cut ties with that and go back to Kevin Conroy? In the TV series, Justice League animated or action or whatever it is, the mm-hmm. one that's a little more kiddish, um, they brought back all the DC animated people, yeah, like Kevin Conroy. The games, Rockstar is teasing some big game they're working on uh, but you know they had with the exception of well and they didn't do the Arkham Origins but all the other Arkham games they brought back Kevin mm-hmm. Conroy I mean he's been voicing Batman since 1992 so 25 yeah. years I mean that's crazy when I mean you yeah. didn't have Bond you know you've had James Bonds but they don't last that long I mean there's you're hard pressed to find somebody who's played that character for that long, uh, that successfully, that many times. And that's why I'm real excited about Ben, you know, coming out and putting all those rumors to rest of, hey, no, I'm I'm Batman. I, yeah. I am doing all these movies. I'm here for the long run. I want to do this. So that's hopefully, you know, we. I mean, I don't think we'll get 25 years of Ben Affleck Batman, but all the stuff they've been talking about, um, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, and I think one of the, uh, the one of the biggest things Ben has said about playing the role is that he doesn't worry so much about the Batman part because that's that's the the filmmakers do that mm-hmm. like like the like coordination the stor- stuntmen like like the suit itself like mm-hmm. they'll focus on the Batman part. All he has to do as an actor is focus on the Bruce Wayne part. And that's why I think he gets it right is because he's focused on that and he understands that character. And I think some other actors might be more like, oh, I have to <laughs> have to pretend to be Batman who's pretending to be someone else. And it's like, <laughs> then they get, you know, he's like, you know what? Let me just, you know, my character is Bruce Wayne. Let me get that right. They'll do Batman and then it'll all get, you know, trust the filmmakers on that end. Um, so I think that might be why it works so well. But again, Going back to the minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to? Oh, no, I was going to say that just probably comes, I mean, from him being such a good writer and director and everything, you know, fully understanding that process, uh, I think, is is what helps toward all of that. Mm-hmm. I just have to praise him and, uh, like any second I get. That's just what I do. <laughs> hey, I'm on that train, man. Um, in the, In this minute when they're having that discussion, it was like, oh, it wasn't. Batman who found out anything it was Bruce Wayne um and it it shows like um it shows like how he doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne and like he only has to be him when it's a necessity yeah and I think I I enjoy that I've always enjoyed that so like it's like he's annoyed that he has to be Bruce Wayne but then again he just went out and partied so I'm not really sure I mean Batman has groupies too. Um, you got it, yeah. Unless she was like a vigilante herself. Hey, that's Huntress. That could be Huntress for all we know. 
Isn't that his daughter? <laughs> in some timelines, but not not in the main ones. In some timelines. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting. I was watching it subtitled uh, just because, you know, sometimes, I, I don't know, it's easier or whatever, but they didn't capitalize the bat. When they were talking, when he said the bat interrogated six people, the B on the bat was lowercase. Now, I'm a bit of a English grammar Nazi, so I feel like that's a proper name in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And I I want to think, in my mind, in the script, it was probably capitalized, but whoever did the closed captioning maybe didn't. Uh, I was going to ask you guys what, you know, if the bat is a proper noun, like if it's, I, I, it's his name in, in my mind, but oh yeah, if they were trying to downplay, or am I reading too much into the closed captioning mistake? No, 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 no. This is this is a we thought. We found yeah. some slight typos. Nothing major, but that that one. Yeah, I mean, it is the bat. We're we've always played with the idea that, you know, he's a creature, a myth. So you know, it should be capitalized. It should be capitalized because it's that I I feel like that's his name. Um, <laughs> although Alfred might not see it that way because he could probably see through that. And he probably just sees it as, like, if I were to put a lot of thought into this and to try to defend why you it's think not Alfred capitalized, is the one downplaying it. and Alfred is exactly the one downplaying it, so he's probably just like, you know, this rage monster that doesn't give a crap or a hoot or a scoot about anything, <laughs> just like got so, all this information that Bruce Wayne can get easily as as all hell. So this is the Perry White for Bruce. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I think it's good that you mentioned, you know, Bruce talking versus Alfred talking. Because another thing I noticed in this minute, uh, at, toward the end of it, you know, they're talking about the white Portuguese and if it's Lex Luthor and getting into it. Every time Alfred says it, he says Lex. But every time Ben says it, he says Alexander. Oh, hell yeah, man. Like, <laughs> again, you'll understand my love for, for Ben Affleck's Batman. He understands that the character has, you know, it's it's different. It's it's not Lex Luthor. That's why Alfred comes back with, like, you think Lex Luthor's doing it. It's like, oh, it's like hey, man, say but Call him his name. If you're going <laughs> to say, say his whole name. You can leave off the junior, but, you know. If you're going to say Lex, I say you Lex Jr. Junior every time, all the time. <laughs> I do. JR. Call him Squirt. LJR. What's up, nerd? Um, I, tell you, I think you brought this up, Nate, uh, uh, a long time ago, about ago? this exact minute. And it was the the fact that Bruce serves Alfred. Did I bring coffee. that up or did someone else bring that up? You brought that up a long time ago. Did I? I, yeah. f- I remember that being a conversation, but and I feel bad if if we had a guest that said it and I'm blanking on who said it i don't remember but there you go (laughs) it is pretty interesting and it's nice that you know alfred's like thank you sir and it's like yeah man it's like (laughs) like that's the relationship like Like, come on it feels a little passive aggressive i just want to have breakfast with jeremy irons i mean you also got to think about where they are in their relationship now you know this isn't year one this isn't anything like that this is uh as we'll look at tomorrow they've they've lost people They've been together through everything, um, and they just 
so definitely their demeanor and attitude here is going to be a lot different than it would you know like i said it would have been year one or something like that and so it is i i think it's a mutual respect that you've seen that alfred um has developed for bruce you know it's kind of i don't agree with what you do but i know i can't change it so i'm just going to take jabs at you in hopes that you change it yeah but also throw jabs as well like the jaded alfred yes please they're both jaded (laughs) yeah it's like another day in the office in this minute i just bruce is probably about to go into i think he's going to go into his wayne and tap type on his computer fudge his time clock a little bit and dip out take a nooner well here's what is also really interesting so he says that the intel from the russian phone reveals two mentions of business with the white portuguese and is also continuously transmitting uh, blacked out data uh, to and from Lex Luthor's place. The personal residence of, of Alexander, Alexander Luthor. Luther. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what I thought was really interesting was he follows up with that. Like, I need a, I'll need to put a leech at his house, and I'm going to need the suit. He's asking permission. Exactly. What? That's so weird. <laughs> like, do you think there's probably somewhere someone's like, oh, he's Alfred's working on the suit. Well, that maybe tomorrow we don't see the. I see. Here's like what I was thinking. Right I, what? what I was thinking is that like they are such partners at this point. Yeah. That they need to agree when to go out and fight crime. Oh, you think? And it's like I don't know. Like, he can't go out on his own anymore. Hey, no more. Maybe that was a thing, man. Maybe it was like a hard talk that they had to sit down and and you know have like, a bottle of wine. From over. now on, it's like yeah. both of them have to. It's like like hey man, shit's it, gone down. It's like you, you ever can't see, go out uh, alone. It's like you ever see Pacific Rim where they have like the neural handshake and it's like they can only they have to like agree on something. Are together. you asking me if I ever saw Pacific Rim? Masking out into the void. Yeah, I know we've seen it like eight million times, but <laughs> yes, I, yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> they have to like come to an agreement of like when to act or something. Symbiosis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've been living with them your whole life, so Oops. you would think, right? I don't know. What do you think, Lance? I mean, I think the the asking permission thing is, is interesting because um, I've always been under the impression that he has suits. Uh, like, like kind of how Iron Man has <laughs> numerous suits, I and mean, you can walk he down a toy suits. aisle and see you know, all sorts of different Batman suits. Um, and it's, I don't think it's it's one of those. I don't think he's necessarily asking permission. You know, like, oh hey, do you think I should go fight crime? Because I think I should go fight crime. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's more, hey, you know, this, you're my mentor. You know, you've guided me to here. This is what I'm probably going to do. It's more like a blessing. Uh, I guess the only thing I can equate it to is, like, when I got my first tattoo, my dad was hates tattoos, and I was like, hey, I know you don't like tattoos, but I think I need one right now, and I want I want to know <laughs> you're not going to be more pissed at me when I get this than you are at me for getting it. You know? And so I think it's he's seeking that acceptance... Uh, permission, whatever you want to call it, and uh, over the years, you know, I, I think again it goes back to they know each other so well and trust each other so much that he he figures, you know, most people follow your gut or your heart, and Alfred is all of those in one to to Bruce. So I think that's kind of he thinks 
he knows what he's doing, and he just wants Alfred to kind of reaffirm it. And something in in like in this case, he's like, no, you don't need to do that. You can just go be Bruce Wayne. So. Yeah, I think blessing is a good way to put it. I think that's really what he's inferring. I guess that's what I'm inferring of the situation is that he's like, I feel like at any moment, if Batman wanted to go out and fight crime and there was a moment where Alfred was like, no, like I can't, I can't be the, I can't be the hell man. I'm on the pot. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you know, I choose to say no to this, then that would be an issue or a moment of conflict. Um, so I don't know. And maybe, maybe this is, uh, in a weird way, maybe they are supposed to re- represent like an internal struggle. Like the, maybe the Alfred is like the conscience of. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. What if he's like the, I guess it's like the morality of, what if he ends up being like that character for the entire team? Bruce Wayne doesn't have it right now, so maybe he's depending on Alfred to be his. Like clearly it's for Batman, but like what if we get it in Justice League? That'd be fun. I mean, later on in the film where he's like, you know, I don't deserve you. It's like, you you know, you don't because that's like the whole time he's been ignoring his conscience, yeah, which man. is Alfred. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's one thing I am excited about justice league is what role Alfred is going to play. Cause that's totally one thing on the, the Marvel side of things. Cause I feel like y'all are the DC side of things and we're the Marvel side of things, but the secondary characters don't, I mean, they, they'll make little pop-ups in the big team up movies here and there, but it looks in justice league that, you know, Alfred since, um, I know last time was on the show. We talked a lot about, Martian Manhunter and things like that, always kind of being the heart of the team. And I think maybe in this new Justice League, Alfred may be kind mm-hmm. of like the heart of the team, which would be really Yeah, cool. I agree. I think that's what's going to happen. No, I'm just trying to think. Was it Nick Fury? But they got rid of him? No, I don't know. Is he not the heart of the team at first? I, I would argue that Coulson is... In the first Avengers, um, mm-hmm. in the second Avengers, it'd probably be Hawkeye or Hawkeye's family. Hawkeye, for sure. You think they're the harder? They just like the, I don't want to say martyrs, but like, what's the difference between being the heart of the team and being the push forward? The catalyst. Is that what that is? <sighs> like Coulson is like the one that like pushed them, and Nick Fury like you know exploited that. It was like, hey. Now it's going to give you the push. And he even says that. I think he says the word, he just needed that push. But like, what's <laughs> so the difference saying, between that and, and like the conscience or the heart? So you could argue that Agent Coulson is the Superman of the Avengers. Because it... Um, he's, he would be the martyr. Yeah, but on no offense, Lance, on a really small scale. No, I think he just because he's human. Don't it said don't, yeah. Don't dial him <laughs> well, down. I mean, I don't know why you, you know. A lot of times that role crosses over the sympathetic one, you know, who is the the feelings, the heart. Uh, a lot of times that's the person that may not get killed, but something tragic happens to, and people are like, oh well, you know, this is this is our team. You know, this is the heart of our team, and we're gonna avenge it, or you know, to use <laughs> to use the line, but. I think they can be the same character, you know, your your catalyst uh, slash martyr and your heart, um, because going back to like the DC cartoon, uh, Martian Manhunter played that role, and then when he left is when you started to see, you know, they got 
um, I don't want to say more militant, but that's when you had, they got more extreme. That's when they were fighting Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad. You just can't say suicide on a kid's show. And the, <laughs> the Clone League or whatever. Uh, you know, yeah. The ones that were, the, you know, the, they were kept cloning them, and they were also clones of the 70s superheroes. Um, you saw the Justice League, like I said, get a little more out there, and at once Manhunter went away. So, you, I, I would say they could be the same character, and in Colton's, Colson's case, they are. In DC, you know, Alfred is the heart, um, but I, I don't even know that. Mm, I wouldn't even say that the. the the uh, do we spoil the end of the movie? Uh, is that okay if we do that? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a good question. I don't really know. I mean, like, I feel like it's fair game. If honestly, in my opinion, it seems like a lot of the listeners probably have already seen those movies. So I already know how it ends. So it's not like someone's like, I've never seen it. What's going on? <laughs> usually, you know, usually on commentary, it's like, yeah, it's an understood that you've seen the movie, so. So when Superman dies at the end, <gasps> oh my! God. What? Oh my gosh! Uh, I, you could almost argue that it was the the birth of the metahumans. You know that oh hey, Superman is what brought everybody together. But the pot, you know, the fact that Luther is breeding metahumans and that all these other metahumans are popping up that that is what pushes them forward. You know, Superman created it, um, even though he wasn't around for the creation, but he he created the need for it. But I would, I mean, you could argue that there's other things that would be that, that factor, you know, when Bruce realizes that, okay, there's all sorts of people with powers out there. We need to do something about this. So Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's what... In, in the Batman universe, the death of the Waynes is, is exactly that. It brings out, you know, it makes the, the crazies go, hey, you got a green light. So it starts all that. And, it's the green light. You know, Get it? This, this movie starts with that exactly. And then the <laughs> movie ends with the death of Superman, which brings that, like what you just said, Lance, the, you know, all the heroes and out. So there's something there. Yeah. Um, genius gentlemen it's genius one more interesting note uh from the minute um so obviously alfred tells him that uh bruce wayne won't have to sneak in to or break try to break into lex Luthor's home how, how, what is it hey how you say what was it house how no. do you say house in what spanish uh, residence what was it what was the term that they used to his Primary residence? You said it earlier. I said it earlier? Yeah, you did. What did I say? Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> he tells him that... Oh, the personal residence yeah. of Alexander Luther. Uh, anyways, he says that uh, Bruce won't, won't have to try to break in because he's been invited. Hey, you're going to a party. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's another thing that I envy, Mark. P- party invitations. Yeah, Nate, nobody invites Nate to anything. Um, but check this out. November 1st. That's the date. Oh, yeah. So now we know that we're in the middle of fall? The start of it? It's fall. 
How many months is fall? Three? Two. Well, I don't know when it starts. But anyways, so we started the film <laughs> in like just June. Started. That's just. what I'm saying. We started in June? We started... Somebody in, said on the Listener Society that was like a, this is like a six-month period or something like that. That was you who six, said that. No, I didn't. I said this is like a very like a long time if not like you think six months is short six months is extremely short when you compare it to a, a year movie? and a half i mean you could argue it's a it's a 40 year movie 30 year movie whoa what is time <laughs> um anyways uh yeah but as we know it right now um so it's is today november 1st or is today halloween and uh, does it, you get a spooky feel? Well, it says November first, but I'm assuming that he didn't just get this invitation like today. Like, what do you hey, mean? It's the what? new mail. He uh, probably got it yesterday, and this is the morning. Who sends an invitation the day of? It's oh, probably guess I'm just gonna cancel all my plans. Like, man, I got you. Got to give me two weeks' notice. Oh, get, yeah, I had someone invite me to hang out like on a Friday, and it was like Wednesday, like two days before. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Just like tell my boss i'm not coming into work or something like you gotta give me a more of a heads up than that like you would you would leave work to go hang out with someone that asked you to go hang out with yeah i don't know (laughs) anyway this is is also a big charity thing uh you know and that's not that i get invited to charity things but (laughs) i i hear that those things are months in the planning and guest lists go out Two like two or three months in advance uh, for you to plan time for donations. Yeah, that you know because they expect you to have a, a you know paycheck or something in hand when you show up. Uh, so, I when it was delivered, who knows? I I would think and um, well, yeah. This this applies to this minute uh, a little bit too. That this house doesn't get the mail the mail comes to a different house and so alfred has it so i don't know how long he's had it um but again though you can't rsvp last minute to things like this so does the letter say he needs rsvp yeah it does it does here's some there's (laughs) some interesting uh stuff on this letter um so we got the date november 1st 7 p.m hosted by alexander luther uh, there's an address on here, 1835 Park Ridge Lane, Park Ridge, DM33862. That's the zip code. But what is DM? Now, apparently, Metropolis is, a lot of people think it's based in New York, but some people think it's based in Delaware. Um, but DM is not a state. So I don't know, is that fictional? We're we just supposed to overlook that. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know what that, maybe it stands for downtown Metropolis. It could be downtown or district. Uh, it's definitely a state, know. but it's DM. Um, district of Metropolis. The zip code again? I'm going to look it up real quick. 33862. That is... I put the whole address in, and, and it, it said does, does not exist. 33862 so. is Lake Placid, Florida. 33862? That's terrifying. 862, yeah. Okay, so now we're doing Lake Placid Minute. Uh, welcome oh, back. God. We're, we're, who's Betty White's in this? Betty White. You, you know you could get Betty White to do recordings with you if you did Lake About Placid Lake Minute. Placid? Yeah. Okay. Um, like, that's just a given. 
some other cool interesting notes about this is uh on the background you have um i don't know what it's called but i know of the place but it has the greek gods Masters of the p pantheon that there you go yeah but it has the greek god statues up there um embedded in the architecture and then i'm not sure what the full word is supposed to be but it has gal burned into the background um uh gala is there yeah it's oh it's G-A-L-A, a gala man there's an a right there okay. there's a watermarked a okay g-a-l-a gala it's a gala man you know what a gala is no you've never been to one you've never been to one how do Wait, you know what a gala is? i think i have you, you, you any get, party no. is a gala if you if you if you dress fancy enough if you if you've been to a gala, you probably shouldn't be doing a podcast about Batman and Superman. All right. <laughs> uh, besides that, the name Misha Bukowski, I don't know. That's probably a reference to. I don't. I don't probably nothing. But hey, man, you gonna take the time to look it up? Nah, man, I'm good. Me either. <laughs> cool name though. Um, but that's it. That's all I had for a minute forty-six. What about you guys? Yeah, this is not the the last time we're going to see that structure on that invitation. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> that's why I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. Uh, that That's it. Like I said, I, uh, this this minute is a good, you know, sometimes when you do the, the chunks, they don't, I, I know Which partially one? from Avengers. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the Goonies minute now. No, um, that it exists. exists. Uh, yes, and it's it awesome. Uh, this, though, I feel these five minutes, this minute really kind of kicks off an arc, or not, you know, where it starts a story. So that's what I like about it is it's a, a good beat. It starts with something, not in the middle of something, and this starts the whole thing of the Lex party scene and, you know, mm-hmm. big moments of the film. So I, I think it's, while well, it's a, a subtle minute, not as subtle as other minutes we're going to look at, but I think it's a really important minute. Of course, I'm, I think all five of these minutes are real important because they're the ones with me. Oh, yeah. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think what's so important about this minute is it's not just an exposition minute. There's exposition in it. There's, hey, Lex Luthor's behind this. Got to go to Lex Luthor's place. Guess what? You're invited to go to his place anyways. So you're going to go and like you're not going to be Batman. You're going to be Bruce Wayne. That's exposi- exposition. But on top of that, then there's the character development mm-hmm. between the two characters talking to each other. You're understanding uh, where they are as far as mentality and like how they are with each other after all these years of crime fighting. So you get the character's support on top of the exposition. And that's what makes it so successful. I agree. I like that it's that it's morning. I just feel you like just, that it's yeah. in the morning. There's I like, like the a lake in the background. Off the lake. Yeah, it's just oh, yeah. like I want to. Can we? I asked one time to look to see if that property is available because we should probably sell this dump and move there. <laughs> yeah, well, you go for that, and you let me know how it, how it goes. Um, but already, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, uh, don't forget to leave us a five star review. It really helps us out on the show, and we love reading those out over the air. Uh, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And you can find all the rest of our shows at toolmedia.com. And we'll catch you tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.